Welcome to this podcast. During this second part of our three-part series on developing a complete Facebook marketing strategy, we will discuss the Facebook marketing cycle, what engagement actually is, and how to brand your Facebook page. Let's go into what a Facebook marketing cycle looks like. There are four elements that go into a Facebook marketing cycle. The first element is I want you to pick an educational topic, and I want you to focus on this topic for two to three weeks at a time on Facebook or anywhere online, really. The reason that I want you to pick an educational topic and focus on it for two to three weeks at a time is because it takes someone two to three times to see something before they actually start to retain the information. In addition, what we don't want to happen is to educate our clients about a variety of different topics over a short period of time, only to overwhelm our pet owners. So we're going to go ahead and pick that educational topic. Now, does that mean that you should only focus on this topic for two to three weeks out of the year and never talk about it again? Absolutely not. You're going to pick a core topic but then you can still maybe once a week or once every other week bring up important relevant topics. But you're going to have that one core topic that you're going to focus on a majority of the time. After you pick this topic, it's absolutely important that you educate your team members about what you're going to be talking about before you actually talk about it. The last thing that we want to happen is for you to say that you're going to focus on dental care for the next two to three weeks. And then you start posting information. And say a pet owner calls you and says, hey, I started noticing the before and after pictures of teeth that you're sharing on Facebook. You know, I, I started reading some of the content that you shared. I'd like to learn a little bit more about dental care and things that I can do at home or possibly having a dental done for my dog. The last thing that you want to happen is for the receptionist on the other line of that phone to say, what? We have a Facebook page? Oh my gosh, no one tells me anything. Hold on, sir, give me just a quick moment. Now, remember, I work in a veterinary practice, so I could tell you who in my practice would have been the one who claimed they didn't know what we were talking about. So that's why it's important that you go ahead and ensure that everyone on your team is on board about what you're going to be talking about before you actually talk about it. The third step is where you actually start posting content. So you want to create awareness, share case studies, share some educational articles, share your advice and expertise. And I'll talk to you more about how to do that in the second part of this podcast. But you do want to go ahead and create awareness. And then the last step of this marketing cycle is you need to make sure that you engage in discussion. If a pet owner asks you a question, comment on what you have to say. You do want to make sure that you engage accordingly. After all, Facebook is a social media channel where you are expected to be, guess what, social. So engaging in discussion on social media is an important part of that cycle. So now that you understand what a Facebook marketing cycle sounds like, now let's get into some of the understanding of who gets to see what, how, and why. I want to start off by saying that Facebook did come out in early 
2015 saying that if the businesses wanted to reach customers on Facebook, well, they need to buy an ad to do that. So that left people with the impression that you do have to pay to play when it comes to Facebook. And that is absolutely not the case. Facebook did say in the New York Times in 2015 that creative, engaging posts will still attract attention and bubble up into the feed. And what that means is that if you can successfully share engaging content, well, people will continue to see that. But if you're trying to sell a product or a service and you try to market something, well, we are going to automatically reduce the visibility of who gets to see that posting. In short, if you've ever tried to share, say, a dental promotion on Facebook and you didn't pay Facebook to do it and you wondered why so many people were not able to see this posting, well, that's because Facebook in its algorithm considered that posting promotional and its algorithm is set to automatically reduce the number of people who are going to see that posting because Facebook is saying it, you're going to make money, well, we want to make money. So here is how Facebook works in terms of determining what users see. First off, if you're a practice, and let's just say you have 100 followers on Facebook, but when you post content, maybe you find out that only 20 or 30 of your 100 followers are seeing that content, and you're wondering why that is, well, that's because Facebook has determined to not show your content to a majority of your followers because they have deemed your page uninteresting. What does that mean, and, and how does Facebook filter this information out? So let's just pretend for a second that you and I are friends on Facebook. And let's say that when I share information on my personal Facebook page, so let's just say, for example, I share a picture when I'm traveling somewhere, or I share photos or postings that relate to my pets. And every time, or most of the time when I share something, you comment on it. Maybe you like it. Maybe you share it. Or, hey, maybe you're that person who doesn't really like to say much on Facebook, but you certainly like to click through the content that people and businesses share. So maybe you just simply click on my pet pictures. If you do this consistently, what you're doing is you're telling Facebook that you are interested in what I have to say. So that means that Facebook is now going to continue to show you more content that comes from me in your newsfeed. Because again, now Facebook is saying that you're interested in what I have to say, so they're going to make every attempt to show you a majority of what I post. But now let's say that you're sharing information on Facebook. Maybe you're the kind of person who shares a picture of every single meal that you eat. And it was fun in the beginning for me, but then I stopped doing anything with it because I was just bored with it. And when you started sharing this content, I didn't comment on it. I didn't like it. I didn't share it. I didn't even click on it. I just simply scrolled past it. Well, what that means is that now I'm showing Facebook I'm not interested in what you have to say. So now I'm rarely going to see the type of content that you share. What that means is that if you fail as a veterinary practice to deliver engaging content, 
that you're going to tune people out. So it is important that you put thought into what you share on Facebook before you actually share it. And I'm going to give you a piece of advice that some of my colleagues would probably roll their eyes at. And that is, if you are in a practice, and let's just say Wednesday is your day to post content on Facebook, as you've determined. But that Wednesday, things are extremely busy in the practice. And you just don't have time to get to it. Maybe you're shorthanded. Or for whatever reason, you simply don't have time. I would rather you not post content that day instead of sharing something that you don't put thought into. Because if you share something simply for the sole purpose of just making sure that something shows up on your Facebook page, but it fails to engage people as we just discussed, well, then that means that you are going to eventually tune people out because you're sharing non-engaging type content. So it is important to focus on the quality of what you're posting versus how often you're posting. Consider that when you're posting to Facebook, that engagement is extremely important. Now let's talk about branding your Facebook page. I want you to think of Facebook as your platform to tell your story. Tell people who you are. Tell the stories of the patients that you care for. Show off your employees and the quality of care that you provide. So think of Facebook as telling your story from here moving forward. And when we talk about branding, there are some ways that you can tell your story through branding on Facebook. The first place that I want you to consider branding is in the area on Facebook that's called cover photo. Cover photo is a featured image that your new followers and existing followers will see when visiting your Facebook page. This image should reflect the human-animal bond. What I would like to see here is a picture that you take from within the practice of your team engaging with the care of a pet. And again, remember that if you have a pet, a client, or an employee, that yes, you should have a photo release form signed. I want to share with you a quick story of a practice that changed their cover photo to reflect the human-animal bond from what it was before. There was a practice who, I remember, she featured an image of a patient. It was two dogs sitting in a kiddie pool with goggles and snorkels on. It was a photo of her clients and her their two pets. And what the practice did was they featured this image, and then along the side of the image, they have four smaller images of the employees engaging in the care of other pets throughout a visit. So it was a really neat collage that they created. And when the pet owner actually noticed that her pet's picture was featured on the cover photo, she drove up to the practice and she demanded to see the doctor. Now, she was one of those clients who, when they came into the practice, you were always on your toes because 
It was the client where things could easily go south very quickly. It's the client that you have to work extra hard to impress, but you know they're a good client, so it's still worth keeping them as a client. Well, this particular pet owner was one of those type of clients. When she came in and demanded to see the doctor, everyone was worried. They were in a panic. You could see it in their faces. They went to go get the doctor after she finished up with an exam, and the client ran up to the doctor, gave her a big hug, said, thank you for featuring my pet's picture on the cover photo. And then she left. She didn't buy anything. She didn't have anything else to say. But it meant so much to her that her pet's picture was featured. So it gave me the idea that you can feature a pet's picture in the cover photo. If you'd like, you can create a collage using a website called pagemodo.com. That's P-A-G-E-M-O-D-O.com. It's a great tool that you can use to create professional cover photos without being a professional. Now, most practices on that cover photo, well, I typically see a picture of the front of the building. And I want you to understand that a majority of practices do this, but I do want you to change it. Because the picture of the building is not telling your story. No one is going to go to your Facebook page and say, oh my God, that is the most beautiful building I have ever seen. I'm coming to this practice. Look how beautiful they cut their lawn. Look how white that door is. That's not doing much in terms of telling your story. What I want you to do is tell people what's going on inside the building when it comes to branding that cover photo. Another thing that you can do in terms of branding is create an album. You can call the album on Facebook, Meet Our Doctors. And you can take a picture of each of your doctors and a small biography and go ahead and put it in this album. The reason that I want you to create an album and call it Meet Our Doctors, well, that's because it's the number one most visited page that I see on any veterinary practices website. And we know this is what pet owners are looking for. So in the event that you have a pet owner who's conducting research about your practice on Facebook, well, you want to give them as much information about your practice as you can. And creating that album called Meet Our Doctors is one of the best ways to do that. If you'd like, you can create an album and call it Meet the Staff, but I'm going to leave that entirely up to you. I haven't seen a practice perform better in one way or another because they have their entire team versus just their veterinarian. The reason that I'm going to leave that up to you, well, is simply because this can easily become very difficult to maintain. If you're a practice and you have high turnover, this is probably going to be difficult for you to develop and continue to maintain because now you're going to have to make sure that after an employee signs up in your practice that you take a headshot and you collect a biography and that when the other employee leaves that you remove them within a timely manner. I know that entire flow can seem more like a challenge than it can seem a benefit for the reason that you're doing it. And so this is why I say this is completely optional. If you have a team that has been with you for a long time, well, then this is simply going to be just a matter of taking an image and gathering a biography. And in that case, I do recommend doing it. Another type of album that you can create on Facebook in terms of branding is an album and calling it Our Practice Tour or Our Clinic Tour. And then what you do is you take a photo tour 
of your practice. But if you take a photo tour of your practice, what I'm recommending is having people and patients in this photo tour. Photo tours where you just have equipment with no people or a cold sterile exam room or a surgical table or an empty reception area, that doesn't do much in terms of telling your story and showing people who you are. I do recommend creating a clinic tour, but I recommend that people are in this tour. I want to see action shots of your veterinarians and technicians engaging with clients in the exam room, or perhaps you conducting an ultrasound versus just the ultrasound machine. The last type of album that I recommend you create to better tell people who you are revolves around your patients. It's what I call a client and patient-driven album, but you're going to call it the pet superstars that you are practiced or a catchy name that you see fit. Now, this is where those patients that you take pictures of in the practice using that cute camera that we talked about earlier, this is where those images are going to go. The reason that you want these images in an album is because you want to direct your client into a particular place on your Facebook page to be able to see the images of their pet. It's much easier to tell the pet owner, hey, Mr. Garcia, we just took a picture of Elvis. You'll be able to find this under the Superstars album. Now what makes it easy for me as a pet owner to know exactly where I'm going. So great, now you're ready to develop a posting strategy, right? Because you've already learned about the policies that you need to have in place and the settings that need to be in place as well as the type of branding that your Facebook page should have. We've covered plenty of information already. Now you're just one more podcast away. In the last part of our three-part series, we will discuss exactly what you should post and how often. To be continued.